Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Water Hill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. to our listeners, this is Stephanie Tippy, and this is Aging Younger Radio. David and I broadcast live from our clinic in Tamarack, Florida, and you can visit us online at livelonger123.com, and you can always find us at 954-742-4430. Wow, do I have a show tonight. I have a co-host who has been with us three times before, and... Uh, His name is Dr. Eric Pearl, and I'm sure by now all of our listeners are well aware that David and I are all about the natural aspects of healing. David and I firmly believe that the body has the innate ability to heal itself. Our continuous study and research has led us down the road, and we found Dr. Eric Pearl, who is an author of the international bestseller, the Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Now, Eric travels the globe teaching reconnective healing, which is an extraordinary new way to heal others, yourself, and your loved ones with scientifically measurable new frequencies that researchers are calling the forefront of information medicine. Now, that being all said, Aging Younger Anti-Aging Clinic And I, myself, as a reconnective healing practitioner, we are proud to sponsor Dr. Eric Pearl, and we welcome Eric back on the show as my co-host tonight. Eric, welcome to Aging Younger Radio. Well, thank you for having me. I love being on this show because every time I do it, I get younger. Yes, you do. And every time I see you, you look younger and younger. (laughs) You do, Eric, and uh, I'll be talk- seeing you again in May in the upcoming seminars, and we're going to talk about that during the show because I want our listeners to know uh, what's coming, the forefront, and how they can tap into the seminars. But since you've been on the show, and it's been about six months or eight months, our listenership, if you will, has increased tremendously. So for all of the new listeners who have joined us, Since that time, I would like for you to please explain reconnective healing. Well, um, I'm I'm glad you gave me such a simple, easy question. That's sarcasm, by the way. Explaining reconnective healing. (laughs) Explaining reconnective healing is what scientists and researchers all around the world are trying to do um, in in the simplest way of possibly um, gaining a concept of it. It's a way for us to reconnect with our original fullness, a fullness that we tend to experience. Many people report after having a life-after-death experience, for example. When we return to that light that we all come from, that we all return to, um, where we experience a fullness of of love and a more comprehensive knowingness and understanding of the universe is within us. And as that happens, we find we are existing in a space that does not have the limitations of the illusion of time and space that we live by here. So we tend to vibrate at a higher level of light. Now, I'm not speaking only of spiritual light, but I'm saying the measurable light that we emit from our DNA here on Earth rises to a more, as the researchers put it, a more harmonic, a more comprehensive, and a more coherent level that changes our entire vibration, allows us to vibrate at a higher level of balance. And as we do that, any densities or 
imbalances have very little left to hold on to. So these imbalances and densities sort of vibrate out of our systems fairly instantaneously and generally for um, the, the rest of our lives here. And as they fall out of the way, we return to a state of health because we've returned to a state of balance. Now, now I, I totally, and I understand about the, the are you There's a lot of background noise. Um, are you hearing me okay, Eric? I'm hearing you Eric? fine. Um, I moved to a different area. Is this any more clear? A little bit, yes. Eric, you mentioned about the vibration and the vibrational, uh, how we are all vibrating at a different frequency and bringing our body back into harmonic balance. And you also talked a little bit about the DNA. When I'd like to touch upon, because I know it's a very um, deep subject, but it's a very interesting subject, and it's in your book, and I, I'm fascinated by it. We, we all know that DNA, we have three strands of DNA. But uh, according to your studies and your research, from whence we came, we originated with, what, 12 strands? Well, actually, what we feel today, for the most part, part is that we have, according to standard science, two strands of DNA. Howsoever, what we seem to be uncovering um, by different people and different approaches in different ways is that we're very well descended from a, well, I don't know if we'll say we're descended from or evolving into, might be more accurate, a 12-stranded DNA being. And as we grow into that, science is looking to understand where these 12 strands coming from because they're seeing different things, what we call junk DNA, and of course there's no such thing as junk DNA. It's DNA aspects that we haven't determined what their use is yet, which seems to be being activated by something. You know, maybe it would make the most sense, since you're saying that we have a lot of new listeners, if I give them maybe a 90-second background story to how this came about, and then maybe in that state of wonder we can start to explore possibilities. Does that make sense to you? Makes perfect sense, and I love this story. Okay. So here's what happened. Very briefly, I practiced chiropractic for 12 years when one night a few strange things happened. I, I was awakened in the middle of the night by a very bright light. I opened my eyes to see what it was. It wasn't anything seemingly spiritual or metaphysical. It was simply the lamp next to my bed. For some reason, had decided to turn itself on. I had that lamp for over 10 years. It hadn't turned itself on before. And yet at the same time, it felt as if somebody was in my home or had been watching me. This was such an unusual, uncomfortable feeling that I got up with a knife, a can of pepper spray, and my Doberman pincher. I went hunting through the house. I couldn't find anyone. I told myself it must be my imagination, and I returned to sleep. But that Monday when I went into my office, after I would adjust my patients chiropractically, I would have them lie down with their eyes closed, and while their eyes were closed, I noticed interesting sensations or feelings in my hands. And as I started to explore the difference in feeling and sensation in my hands, I saw that different positions of my hands and different distances I would move closer to and further from the person lying on the table would cause their bodies to go into involuntary movements. Their fingers would move, their feet would move, their arms or legs would jerk. Their eyes would rapidly dart back and forth. I could change the velocity of the movement of the eyes. Tiny little muscles would ripple in their forehead, across their forehead or their chin, pulling at their lips, pulling at their eyebrows. When they opened their eyes, they started reporting seeing colors they'd never seen, smelling flowers they'd never smelled. And they started demonstrating healings, real healings. They were getting up out of wheelchairs, some of them, vision and hearing returning children with cerebral palsy or epilepsy was suddenly able to walk and run and play and speak normally, not have seizures any longer, 
Um, their patients, their parents would call, their doctors would call, they'd ask what I had done, I explained I didn't do anything and don't tell anybody, and of course the more I said that, the more people started hearing about it and coming in, soon people started asking me to teach this. And I said, I don't know how to teach something such as this because I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just standing there waving my hands in the air, so go wave your hands in the air, let me know what you figure out. But more and more, my patients would report that when they drove home from my office and pulled up in front of their house, their automatic garage door started opening and closed by itself, or they walked inside, their lamp or TV started turning off and on by itself. They felt sensations in their hands. They would hold their hands near someone in their family, and the grandfather could walk after the stroke, or the uncle regained his hearing. And we found that once we interact with this expanded spectrum of healing that science today calls the reconnective healing spectrum. Once we interact with this, it changes things within ourselves, such as the DNA that we mentioned earlier, which allows us to not only receive or access our own healings, but to facilitate and somehow bring about healings for other people with whom we interact. So I've now train close to 100,000 people around the world how to do this work. The book, The Reconnection, is in approximately 39 languages so far, with a second book out called Solomon Speaks, already in 20-some languages, and we're bringing the seminars to teach you how to facilitate healings in Miami, as you mentioned, May, starting Friday night, May 9th, we'll give a three-hour presentation open to the public. And that, will, that way we'll speak about the science, the history, the philosophy, the principles of how this works. We'll bring up volunteers from the audience and give live demonstrations of the healings. And we will um, also give everyone an opportunity for you to feel this in your hands. Then that Saturday and Sunday we will teach the first level of the work, which teaches you how to access this for yourself, your immediate family, your friends. And for those who want to go into a more professional level and become practitioners of the work, we'll continue the seminar Monday and Tuesday. And what will happen during that Saturday, Sunday, and Monday and Tuesday is we'll demonstrate levels of the work they will all go to massage tables, so one person will lie down on the massage table. You might stand at the head of the massage table. By the way, the seminar is simultaneously translated into Spanish via headsets to make it more accessible to the public. And a lot of our teachers are native Spanish language speakers. But what will happen is the teachers and I will walk around each of the tables. We will take your hands and guide them and show you how to begin to tune into, to access, to actually really not just imagine but really feel these frequencies and as you feel them and access them you will witness right in front of your very eyes the person who's lying on your table go into involuntary movements of their arms and legs their eyes dart back and forth bodies change color go through different motions and you will start to recognize that you are escorting them in to a healing state. Then we will trade places with our partners, do the same thing, then we'll go back to the chairs, talk about more science, philosophy, answer some questions, teach a new level of the work, go back to the massage tables again. And by the end of that seminar, as you already know, I can pretty much make you two promises, which are A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that I can do, and B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing that any human being anywhere on this planet can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in a mountaintop in Tibet and fed grains of seed, each one blessed by its own lama, whether they created 16 brand new healing techniques, whether they never knew anything, or whether they were simply part of a healing lineage. It makes no difference the story, because today it's about moving beyond the stories, about demystifying the healing process, and finding out that it's something more real than we've ever recognized and that the way to truly step into this and own our power, our strength, our ability to facilitate this is to let go of and transcend the techniques, the complications, the fear-based protective rituals, the need for jewelry, healing toys, and other accoutrements, and to recognize 
and vibrate as the light and the truth that we are as human beings and it's so much more simple because it sounds like a lot via words and it becomes an instantaneous transformation that takes place during seminars. Well, Eric, I can attest because I attended the seminar last year and I have since facilitated healings here in our clinic and I have, uh, it's amazing the results. But one thing I want to put out there and which is very uh, strongly stressed upon at the seminars is healing is what, it's not to be expected. It's what the universe believes that each uh, individual person needs to have in that healing session. So no expectations, but let me tell you, Eric, the healings that I have facilitated, I've seen some very nice miracles occur. And I'm going to tell you, I'd like to share a story right now, if I may. With I'd a, love that. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I have a, a Honduran mother who uh, came, she had uh, colon rectal cancer. And I got, received a uh, phone call from the family saying she's dying. And this was just before I started uh, going into your seminar. This was not my facilitation. So I flew down to Honduras, but it, before flying to Honduras, I called a friend of mine who happens to be a reconnective practitioner and is also an associate um, uh, teacher with uh, the reconnection and asked if she would do a a long-distance healing. So yes to the listeners, this work can be done via long distance. You don't have to be right on top of the person. I get down to Honduras and the mother is sitting up. She's talking. I spent a week there. She goes out. She, she, yes, she had a colostomy, but she she totally transformed. And the family said, we don't understand it, Steph. Ten days ago, she was a totally different person. We really thought she had about a month to live. I received an email notification just last week with a picture of her and my Honduran sisters and brothers just to let my listeners know I was an exchange student in Honduras at the age of 17. So I know these people well over 40 years, and that's why the bond is so strong. And not only is she up walking about, the, 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 uh, the colostomy has been closed. Uh-huh. And I, attribute, I attribute a lot of this to the long-distance healing session that one of your magnificent associate professors or associate instructors had done for her. Now, is that not phenomenal? It is absolutely... See, here's what we have to do. We have to look at the word phenomenal and recognize that on one level, as we consider phenomenal, it absolutely is, and yet at the same time, it is not phenomenal, meaning outside of our norm, but it's actually stepping into a greater expression of what our norm is. It's leaving behind what we have perceived as what we perceived our potential to be and stepping into our actual potential, which lets go of all the limitations that we've held up the limitations that we believed were ours, we've made appear real for us and we've held ourselves back from that. And in seeing these healings take place right before your very eyes, you find that these limitations in our perceptions just fall away. What I like to tell my clients is all you have to do is just believe and then nurture those frequencies. Since I've taken the seminar, I can't turn them off. I feel them all the time. It's wonderful. You can't turn them off anyway because they don't turn off and on. Exactly. Once you access them, once you access them, you become them and they become you and they never leave. What happens is that your attention may come onto them and may come off of them at times as it suits you. You know, it's, it's sort of like, let's say, for instance, you were getting ready to go out one evening 
And uh, you got dressed and showered, and about 7 o'clock, you're fixing your hair and makeup, you put on your perfume, then you do some things to take care of the kids, and it's another hour or so before you leave the house. Then you drive another half an hour somewhere else, and you get into an elevator to go upstairs to wherever this party is going to be, and someone else steps into the elevator, and they say, hmm, that smells nice, what is it? You actually have to maybe retune your consciousness into the the perfume that you have put on to tune back into that scent. It's not that you're turning it on or off. What you're doing is you're directing your attention, your awareness toward it again. And this is us stepping into a new level of awareness, a new level of consciousness, and finding, you know, there are times where It doesn't serve our purpose to be feeling these healing frequencies in our hands. For example, maybe while we're trying to balance a knife and fork and eat dinner. Yet at other times, as soon as we bring our attention to it, it shows up and we think, oh, it just turned itself on and that's a natural thought. But actually, we've just allowed ourselves to tune in when it makes the most sense. When I'm on the floor doing my yoga and and, and I'm in the corpse position... It's amazing how my body feels because I know those frequencies are right there with me, guiding me and bringing my body back into alignment. And I just wish everybody would have the opportunity. They do have the opportunity. They do. They have to make the conscious decision to take the next step and to attend the seminar because there is nothing like your seminars. They they are um, second to none, Eric. The the education that one gets in your seminars is uh, you want to go. You want it to continue on and on. The four days I spent in Miami, uh, they were just uh, they went too quick for me last last year. And this year, (laughs) I I I'm going to volunteer this year and help out because I just like to be around the people. Oh, that's so wonderful, wonderful. And I loved when you talked about when you started to tune these in and they they felt like they were turning on to you because, you know, just learning to play with the frequencies is an awakening and an interactive experience, a state of balance that works truly on a much more expansive platform than just yoga or, or, or meditation. Many of the researchers have shown that People who have never, never done yoga, never done meditation, the moment they learn how to access the reconnective healing frequencies, their heart waves, brain waves, and um, energetic emissions from their bodies change to become more coherent than the most advanced practitioners of either one. What happens is that we learn to step in out of our limitations of particle form and into a wave form, like light can be a particle and it can be a wave, but we step into a wave form while we're in a field of infinite potential. What happens when we try to direct a healing to bring about a specific result is we limit it to a particle and we try to get it to a form that we think it should be. And, you know, with the healings, If you're lucky, maybe you'll get the healing you came in thinking of. But if you're truly fortunate, I like to say, what really means if you truly step into allowing the universe to orchestrate things, you will most likely find that you receive a healing that you haven't even dreamed of, one that the universe has specifically, specifically designed for you. That's right. I have a client who had a stroke was recovering quite nicely from her stroke. She was following protocol that we had put her on here at the at, at the clinic, all natural. But she did not have full range of motion in her left arm. So uh, she came in and she had one healing session, 30 minutes on the table. At the end of that session, Eric, she got up and she all she said to me was, oh my God, Stephanie. And then she proceeded to take her arm, lift it, and full 360 with her arm. And I, I, I didn't do it. I, I was just the the vehicle, if you will. 
I, I just received and I transferred the light and the information to her so that she had the healing that the universe knew she needed. That was absolutely perfect. I want you to know that at one point my mother had had a stroke and she was not able to raise her arm. And um, I spoke to her on the phone and did a distance healing and within not even a full minute she had regained her full movement back again after her little mini stroke. But um, so it's, it's very similar to what you're talking about. But, you know, range of motion limitations, of course they can happen from strokes and from brain tumors. They also happen from various different injuries. They happen as results of certain surgeries, for example. Um, very often women who have mastectomies are unable to raise their arm past parallel to the ground for, you know, any time after the surgery. It can be 10, 15, 20 years and oftentimes, within just minutes, they regain their full range of motion, pain-free, full strength, full power. Actually, I'll tell you, there was a study done within the past two years, I believe at most, at the University of Arizona that demonstrated that, yeah, that 10-minute segments of reconnective healing could return range of motion more than more than twice as effectively as our finest physical therapy. You know, Eric, it all boils down. In my mind, what I believe, and putting everything into perspective, is that the first step to self-healing is to become aware of the one simple word, connectedness, meaning that we are all connected, we are all one, and, and one with source, and we all have the same light. So once we are able to realize that in our own minds, there, like you said earlier in the show, there, there is no limitation to the potential. There, anything, there is infinite possibilities to anything. Right, and we talk about this connectedness all the time, and we have the words, but to what degree do we allow ourselves to actually grasp the fuller picture, the understanding of it? You know, um, for instance, we ask simple things like, like, oh, all right, I'll give you an example. In, in the movie called The Living Matrix, there was a child who had had cerebral palsy and he was unable to walk without assistance. His toes could touch the ground, but his heels couldn't. He was scheduled for surgery. His arms sort of hung in that uh, cerebral palsy fashion, and his, he was unable to um, open or use his right hand at all, and he couldn't even understand. He couldn't be understood, his speech, his words. And after just a few minutes of interaction, he returned to a natural, normal state of walking, full use of his hands. He was able to be, speak clearly and be understood by everyone, and it continued to evolve, whereby today he is even phenomenally better than he was at that time. And all of this, all of this ended up being captured, well, not all of it, but the story ended up being captured in a movie called The Living Matrix. And what was interesting about that movie is that the father didn't appear in it with the son, only the mother, because the father didn't want the son to be in the film. And the father and the mother almost divorced over that movie. There was a lot of stress in the family already about the special care that had to happen to the son and was it taking away from their other child. And what came about was people thought, oh, isn't it nice? This Greek boy, Demetrius, had a physical healing. But did he really? Because the first level of the healing appears physical. But then he began to feel a whole lot better about himself, being able to do all the things his friends were able to do, walk and run and play. And so he had an emotional healing, which allowed him to then focus and do better in school. So he had a mental healing, 
but it took the stress off the family relationship. So the family had a loving healing, which allowed the father to come back into a better relationship. The parents didn't divorce. The mother became a practitioner of the work, so now she brings about these healings into other families that have continuing ripple effects in other families. And where did it start? It started with that one little boy in that one situation. In other words, if you take a pebble and drop it into a still pond of water, ripples begin. But where do they end? Do they end at the edge of the pond? Do they end when we can't see them any longer? Do they continue affecting the water? Do they continue affecting the universe? Do they continue affecting other ponds beyond that? We can't even fathom how connected we are in our existence and how our connectedness is necessary to allow for yet our next breath. And, and it, all it takes is to understand and tap into that one word and look at the results. Look at the positive results, and as you put it so, so well said, Eric, the ripple effect. That, that's an amazing story. I saw the, uh, matri- uh, the, uh, the trailer to that, um, and I think did you talk about Yeah, I saw that. That was great. As a matter of fact, uh, where can people tap in and see that trailer? Where, where can they get that link? Gee, I guess you could just Google up Eric Pearl, The Living Matrix, and um, this is the story that opens that entire film. I think you can probably find it on the Internet that way, although I'm not 100% certain. I'm pretty sure. Well, Eric, all you have to do is Google Eric Pearl, and you're all over the place. (laughs) In a positive way, Eric, in a positive way. I was going to say you can mean that in so many ways. Well, Eric, I, I no, very positive. And for all my listeners who who don't know Eric, uh, you will have the opportunity, especially those who are in the South Florida area or in Florida and in South America, because it's just a flight uh, a couple hours from most of the northern North Latin American countries in Central America. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime seminar, and it's uh, May uh, 10th is the first night, which is a Saturday. So Saturday and Sunday is the Level 1, which is the Essentials of Reconnective Healing Seminar. So that's May 10th and 11th. Well, actually, actually it begins begins Friday night, May 9th, and that's our three-hour presentation Um, where we talk about the history, the theory, and the philosophy, which is open to the public. And then if you want to learn how to do this work, that begins Saturday and Sunday, May 10 and 11, to access this on a more personal level for yourself. It becomes the essentials of healing. And then the next level of, of being able to take this more professionally and to become a practitioner, if you so choose, continues on that Monday and Tuesday. Well, I don't know. And whoever d- uh, takes the, uh, the, uh, the first Friday night is definitely hooked and will uh, most likely tap into the uh, Saturday and Sunday. And then once you take Saturday and Sunday, I know you just want to keep on going on and on and on because we didn't even talk about the reconnection, Eric. And, uh, no, and, we, and we, let's not even try and get into that one on an interview. That, that would make people crazy to understand right now, I think, by comparison. But I will tell you that most people who register for the seminar do end up taking um, Friday through Tuesday, and they come in from all, as you know, from all around the world, all around the world. Yes, they do, and as a matter of fact, I've been in communication with uh, some people who are uh, coming down from Orlando, uh, also somebody who's coming down from New Jersey, there's somebody in Colombia who wants to come up, so yes, there are a lot of people tapping into it because it, it's it's worth the three-hour flight from Colombia to sit and, and spend the f- five wonderful days with a wonderful team. The, 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 your team that you have amassed, it, the, not only are they professional, they are extremely knowledgeable, and they are caring, loving people. So it's, 
it's a sharing, caring environment is all I can say. Well, right now I'm in Montreal, and we're going to be giving a seminar this weekend, but we're actually giving a training to our teaching assistants right here, having a wonderful time working with these very dedicated, loving people who have not only gone through the seminars to learn how to do the work, but they're investing their own time, money, and love to learn how to help teach it at its highest level to support all of you who want to learn how to do this. The reconnection is something uh, not to be taken lightly. Uh, Dedicated people who are into self-healing, natural healing, really need to tap into the reconnection. I was amazed when uh, this came to me about a year and a half ago. Uh, Eric, I think I've been involved with the reconnection maybe two years now. And when I first uh, heard about it, I was in shock. I said, now, how could this be? Uh, It just doesn't make sense, you know. You wave your hand and somebody is miraculously cured. But once you start doing the work and once you start experiencing the frequencies and watching your patients, clients heal right before your eyes because the registration, registers, uh, registers the, the, the movements mm-hmm. that people make are, it, it, it's, uh, it's amazing. Like when I had my, my reconnection done, I felt like I was, um, how do I say this, I was in a gym. I, I was all over that, that uh, massage table. My body just reacted. <laughs> Eric, I, I'm, I'm telling you, the young lady who did my reconnection, she practically levitated me off that table to the point I was in yoga positions where my upper torso and my lower torso were fully extended and the only thing on the table was my butt. You know, the scientists and the researchers studying reconnective healing are telling us that they feel that this is an expression of energy, light, and information, nonverbal information that they have never witnessed on the planet before. And I said, how can you really say something like that? And they said, well, it makes sense if you just understand two basic concepts. Concept A is that we are four-dimensional beings. We are height, width, depth, and time. So they said, visualize our existence as a tiny balloon in this huge, vast, endless universe. The balloon itself is comprised of height, width, depth, and time, and everything inside of the balloon has been energy. So when we access our healing techniques, we focus in on portions or subsets of this energy. We get some names, the Reiki portion, the Shigong portion, the Jinshin of the Jure portions, Alpha, Beta, Delta, Gamma portions, all these different subsets of energy. So what happens is that what allows this to become more is on two levels. The first level is that we learn to let go of, transcend, and rise, move beyond technique, the very concept of technique itself. Our techniques are wonderful, but it's time to outgrow the limitations of a technique approach. And by letting go of technique, we access all the energy that has been here within our balloon. But once we do that, because of the time that we are in now, we are recognizing that time is moving faster. It's expanding in all directions. So as a reward for letting go of our techniques and accessing the fullness of the energy here, our balloon of time continues to expand. It becomes thinner, more translucent. It it becomes more permeable. So what has been outside of our balloon of height with depth and time, what has been outside of our energy existence, new levels of light and information, from the universe are able to intercommunicate with the energy that's been within our balloon because if you just picture a balloon as you blow it up larger and larger and larger, 
it becomes thinner, becomes sheerer, and it actually begins to disappear. And if you were following quantum physics today, what we understand is that time is disappearing. In actuality, time is an illusion. So as time, our balloon disappears, we become more multidimensional. We interact with what's been existing in the universe timelessly, but is new here for us for the very first time. So, Eric, this question so, has yes. been, but this question has been baffling me, and I asked it one time before, and you really didn't give me an answer. Why were okay. you the chosen one, Eric? <laughs> why were you the chosen one to bring all this? God must have seen you as a visionary, number one, because you are a visionary. But why you? Listen, for one tiny, I mean, I, I appreciate the way you're positioning this, but I mean, really all it is is for one tiny little pinpoint moment, I was a doorway that this gift came through. I wasn't the gift. I was the doorway. If you look at your door right now and picture Oprah Winfrey or someone wonderful walking through that door, you're not going to go, wow, what a wonderful door. I wasn't a better door than anyone else. I was a doorway through which this gift entered. But once we all start interacting with this gift, we are all able to access and facilitate it. I will tell you that many people ask me the question of why I was the, the opening that this came through. And I used to think about it and go, I don't know, I wouldn't have picked me. I mean, I know my past, I know my present. I've got an off-color sense of humor. I'm not always the most patient person in the world. I like to go out and party and have my fun. I don't fit the concept of what we consider the classic, you know, little old gray-haired healer. So I wouldn't have selected me, I used to think. And then as I looked, I went, well, I guess I do seem to have an ability to speak on a subject that's quite on the fringe in a way that allows people to listen. And then I used to think maybe that was it. But really what I think part of the wisdom in this is, is that all the shortcomings that I wouldn't have selected me for, nor would a lot of people who know me select me for, really is the gift itself. Because people can look at me and go, well, if that person can do it, I certainly can. Because we've been so busy trying to become worthy enough, spiritual enough, pure enough to be healers, and we have to recognize that there's nothing we can do to become worthy enough, spiritual enough, or pure enough to be healers because we already are that by having been born and we cannot become something that we already are. So in looking at my perceived imperfections and that I'm able to facilitate these healings, then we certainly give ourselves enough license to say, huh, then I can do it too. Well, that, that's a very good explanation, Eric. So at least I got, I the got an answer. The best I can come up with. The best well, I, I can come up with at the moment. <laughs> well, Eric, let's let's talk a little bit about light and information. Let's talk about uh, so people can maybe put a little bit more of a uh, make it a little bit more tangible because we've been just kind of speaking abstract about accessing mm -hmm. frequencies. So let's bring in the light and the information and the strings and the strands, because it's really, it's such an interesting story, and it's scientifically backed. Well, let's try it this way. Um, what we know today from the work of Dr. Fritz Popp in Germany and others is that the DNA in each of our cells emits specific levels of light. We have an optimal light level or frequency or vibration for us to evolve um, to vibrate at. When we go much below that or much above that, we leave an optimal level of health. So that much we know. We know the body does not heal through biochemicals. 
It heals through vibration, frequency, energy, entrainment, and it's communicated via light. The old biochemical model is considered obsolete today. We know our brains don't work the way we were taught. We were taught that the brains had special little areas that all controlled little things, that one area was speech and one was memory, one was language, one was learning, one was this, one was that. We know today from the work of doctors Carl Pribram, Carl Lashley, and others, that that's also considered an obsolete model. That the information in our brains is not in little compartments, but it's diffused throughout our brains, and in actuality, the information as we know it is not stored within our brains. It's actually in an informational field outside of us that science today refers to as zero-point field. And our brains are simply little transducers of this information to reduce it into comprehensible little bite-sized chunks so we can interpret, understand, and flow with it. Now, as we spoke before, there are six-plus studies so far, some published, some waiting to be published, that show that we structure the work, the reconnective healing frequencies actually restructures people's DNA, changing the light level emissions. And now let's take those little pieces of data and put them together into an analogy. So imagine a computer. A computer is a little metal box by itself. It doesn't do anything. Install a software program, you get information from the computer, and your computer is able to access information from a broader, more comprehensive informational field we refer to today as the Internet. Upgrade the software in the computer. We get more information out of the computer and better access to that Internet informational field out there somewhere. So what if our brains are our hardware? What if our DNA is our software? And what if what is happening is what the research is showing is that the simple interaction with the reconnective healing spectrum of frequencies seems to restructure our DNA? What's really occurring then is something parallel to a human software upgrade that allows for better access to the information within our brains, more comprehensive access to that zero-point field, that energy, that informational field out there somewhere, which allows for us to become more aware of our multidimensional timeless existence. And since we go where our awareness goes, we become more multidimensional, timeless beings playing in the light waves which comprise us. And really, I believe that we as humanity are right here standing on the precipice of the next level of human evolution. And if I haven't fully weirded everyone out yet, then what I'm going to say is... And I believe that our evolution is about us reconnecting to the fullness and the truth and the essence of who and what we are, which are playful beings of light in a timeless, spaceless, endless continuum of oneness, unity, and love. That is so beautifully said, and I totally agree with you. Totally. So it... it it, it's uh, hard. A lot of people who have not been involved in this and, and have not read your books, uh, yes, maybe they would be a little weirded out, but it makes total sense the way you explained it. And as you were explaining, I said he's going to bring the brain in as a computer. I, I just felt it. And I've never heard you speak this way before. <laughs> so this is the first time I'm hearing you uh, explain it like this, you, you at the seminar, you, you should bring this up in the seminar, Eric. You didn't uh, uh, bring this up at the Miami seminar last year, the way you explained you it. You know, just sometimes now. I do, sometimes I don't. I'm not a scripted presenter. So it's, it's like I know the points, 
that I want to hit. But for so long, there have been so many that I can't get everything in, so I do the ones that come to me as they come, which is part of the reason that Miami is so very special because Miami is the first of our brand new seminars. Our seminars up until now have been considered level one Saturday, level two Sunday. But I've always said we need at least five days. I can't get all the information in. And so what we're doing is level one is now taking the two days of Saturday and Sunday, May 10 and 11, because remember it starts Friday, May 9. And then level two is Monday and Tuesday. I guess that's the 12th and the 13th which is going to give me time to not only get all the points that I want to get, but to be able to teach and interact in a, in a more personal way with all the people there. And it's going to give us a huge amount of much more table time, teaching time, time to experience, time to recognize and learn the subtleties of this. Because the truth is healing cannot be taught. That's not the way we access it. We don't access it through teaching. It's something that is transmitted. It's a transformation we experience in the presence of this healing spectrum. Our tissue and our DNA actually changes. And what's taught at the seminars or imparted is a familiarity with this, an ownership, a natural interaction of it. So we no longer need to try. We no longer need a technique. We don't need to move things north, south, east, west, shake off negative energy or spray ourselves down with alcohol or wear healing toys. We simply can exist in an expanded consciousness and we become light. And as light, we need not do anything except for be. And in that state of being, we become a spark and an inspiration for others to vibrate at their expanded light levels, for them to step into their own natural healing states. And as that light spreads person to person, life to life, love to love, the interconnectedness raises the light and the vibration of not just the planet, but of the universe. Well, that's why the seminars are so powerful, because you have a collective group of individuals on the same wavelength, if you will. It, that, now, that was some of my New York uh, humor there. Same wavelength, you know, same frequency. And it, it, it does bring a, uh, a, the environment changes. And there have been studies, Eric, that, I, uh, that you should bring up about how uh, in, in a session they did measure uh, the the changes of the um, the frequency within the room before a healing and a, and after a healing. So that's the, true. That was first done by Dr. William Tiller, um, who's known for the Tiller-Einstein model of negative entropy. Authors on at least a dozen books, I believe, in science, and maybe about 350 scientific papers that have been published. And it was later joined into and confirmed by researchers at the University of Arizona at um, the main research institute in Russia and some other places that show that the level of energy that's released in the room once we access the reconnective healing spectrum could not be reproduced artificially or even through our energy healing techniques without raising the actual measurable temperature of the room to get this over 300 degrees centigrade, which here, or at least in the U.S., is about 572 degrees Fahrenheit. I didn't know the exact numbers, but that is amazing. So, you know, it's like the Ghostbusters when they go in and, and with their little Geiger counters to measure different frequencies and, and temperature <laughs> about it. Eric, it's a different vibration. So we are ta- with the reconnective healing, we are tapping into a different vibration. So we, we're measuring, measuring a different uh, um, uh, energy. So uh, it's not cold, it's hot. 
because we're ascending, we're vibrating higher, as opposed to uh, the Ghostbusters where they are in, in the fourth dimension where they're really not vibrating high at all. Do you, do you follow my drift? So this is not just... This is not just a heat, because when you feel this, you experience hot, cold, wet, and dry at the same time if you allow yourself to really tune into what's happening. And this is not different than what we've had. This is more expansive. So, for instance, imagine an endless tapestry. One thread of the tapestry has been our Reiki. One thread of the tapestry has been our Shigong. One third of the tapestry has been this energy healing approach or that one. But suddenly with reconnective healing, we have all the threads in an endless, ever-expanding tapestry. We have all the benefits of our energy healing techniques without having to learn any of the complicated techniques ritual steps or approaches. As a matter of fact, the only way to fully access the entirety of the benefits is to transcend the technique, just like the only way to truly master the bicycle is to transcend the training wheels. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for a lot of people to let go of because I was in the seminar with a, a particular woman and she said, well, I like I like having my lights and my music and this and that but it doesn't add, it really distracts and takes away from the reconnective, uh, from a reconnective healing session. What it does is that when we add, try to add something to make us more, we are announcing and stating to the universe that we are less than 100%, and the universe always says yes. And the only way for us to step into being 100% into the abundance and the light and the love that we are is to recognize that we are it from the inside and that means to let go of the external. The degree to which we wear the costumes on the outside is opposite. It's inversely proportionate to the degree to which we own the truth of who we are on the inside. And once we truly own that, we can let go of the healing toys, the accoutrements, the techniques, the rituals, and simply recognize that we are one. That's what you, you go into great depth on the Friday night seminar. I remember that. Well, we're going to bring people up from the audience. We're going to demonstrate the healings so that they can see the reality of it. We're even probably going to pull someone up from the audience, teach them how to do the healing on another person from the audience and watch the healing transform their lives right in front of our very eyes. Eric, in Miami last year, you did it with a child. child got up and performed the healing. That's another thing. We're, we don't have too much time, but just to, br- to bring in that, yes, children know how to access, and, and they do learn a lot quicker than adults do because children are not programmed uh, to school as uh, we have as adults. So, yes, children also access the healings. Eric, can you believe in well, I, I will. I can't. I can't. I will bring a child up and probably teach them how to do this to demonstrate the healing on an adult. But if you want to find more, really just go to Google or YouTube, look up Dove Reconnection, or look up Reconnective Healing, or you can go to the website. It's www.thereconnection.com. Again, it's thereconnection.com. Just like the book is Dove Reconnection, Heal Others, Heal Yourself. Right, so it's Dr. Eric Pearl, The Reconnection, uh, Heal Others, Share Yourself. That's his book. You can also find out through me, Stephanie Tippy, Aging Younger Anti-Aging Clinic, and I can be reached at 954-742-4430. And we will be putting on a little mini-seminar on May 2nd to introduce the seminar coming up on May 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th here at the clinic. So for those people who are in Miami and want to tap into that, give me a call, 954 742 Eric, I look forward to seeing you in May, and I thank you very thank much. Thank you. For- I look forward to it. Yeah, I want a big hug and a kiss. <laughs> you too.
Okay, and thank you so much for coming back and uh, joining me on Aging Younger Radio. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauder Hill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, LiveLonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.